Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good afternoon, America. Today, April the 9th, 2014. Hope you're having a great day today and have we got a show for you. You know, one of the things that is um, one of the most interesting subjects that is known to man is the subject of sex and intimacy. And the question for the day is, and it's a very good question, is when do I say yes um, to sex? So I'm going to tell you before we even get this show started, uh, if you have any kids around and you don't want them to hear what's going to be stated in this show, I definitely uh, advise you that you might want to have those children leave the room. Go fix them a ham sandwich, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, a pig ear sandwich, whatever you feed your children, and I hope you do not feed your children a piggy a sandwich, but there's some things that we're going to talk about today that, um, just for lack of a better reason, no one ever talks about them. I find in my practice day in and day out that people come in my office who have gotten into a relationship, and they call it a relationship, but it's not really a relationship because they haven't even defined what they're doing. They're, everybody's operating on assumption. So without further ado, get your pen and paper. I know some of y'all's little horny behinds out there right now trying to figure, am I going to give it up tonight? Well, before you have your draws hit the floor, let's have a few things hit your mind. Let's take the time to think about why am I in this relationship with this person? What does it really mean? Are you really ready to take on the, re- the consequences and, and what comes with the responsibility of the decision that you're about to make. Now, as we explore this subject, I'm going to be very candid, so I'm going to warn you up front. Um, and, and let me just say this. My religious views are very simple. I believe in God. Uh, I believe in Jesus Christ. I do not And I want to underline this. I do not go around telling people how they should worship God. I don't uh, in any way appropriate for you to be in someone else's business telling them how they should worship God. As a matter of fact, uh, most people's view of sex and sexuality and things of that nature 
are connected to their spirituality. And if that, if you're one of those people today, if I say something that offends you or you don't like, uh, I'm going to apologize in advance. That is not my intent. However, that is your problem. My goal in this program is to educate and inform people of all races, of all genders, of all age groups, of all sexual orientations, and especially of all religions. There are things that many of us foolishly uh, assume that is associated with God and God, in my opinion, and again, we all have our opinions on this, so my opinion is that God is not running around tripping off you and your sex life. I think God is much more concerned, and again, this is my opinion, um, you know, and I think that God is just far more concerned about the content of your character and how are you living your life as it relates to loving people and treating people and what kind of uh, contribution are you making to this world? I really, from the bottom of my heart, believe God, if he does, if he is concerned with such things, that would probably be where he would begin. Um, we as human beings have decided that we will take a relationship that is spiritual and attempt to fashion God in the image of mankind. Uh, many people feel that God is looking down on them as this judge with this powdered wig, and if you do this, you're going to be sentenced to the bowels of hell. I do not believe that crap. I do not think it. Um, credentials, yes, I am. I'm, I'm an ordained minister. So some of the things that I'm saying today, I'm sure, some of my contemporaries are not going to agree with me, and that's fine. I don't really care if you do or don't agree, but I think people need to be educated. Um, as a matter of fact, strike that statement. I know that people need to be educated. People perish for a lack of knowledge. Sexuality is part of the human condition. It is something that we need. It makes us uh, it, it is how we reproduce. It is how we connect with people. It is the source material of compassion. It is the source material of love and intimacy. And what's happened with us is we turn sex into a recreational activity that we use to alleviate uh, stress, to validate our self-esteem. We do everything with sex but the right thing. And the what is the right thing, you ask? It's real simple. We, we use sex as a, as a tool more than as, an, as a state of being or an experience. What is really mystifying to me is that on a day-in, day-out basis, especially for those of us in the West, so my, my listeners down in the Caribbean and, and in uh, the West Indies, you guys that are down under in Australia, I welcome you to this program because you're probably – much more focused in a realistic way on the human body than we Americans are. I know for those of you that are listening in Canada and Europe, you definitely are, uh, I'm not going to say more carnal than we are, but you are more, um, you're far less inhibited, let's say it this way, than most Americans. As a matter of fact, most Americans, and especially minority families, are the southern uh, religious cults, and I'm not even going to call these people churches, but cults in America are so freaking hypocritical that they do not address sex or the things related to sex and intimacy in an appropriate fashion. Now, let me attack some of you folks real quick. There are lots of people out there that are being celibate, and I, I, I'm not knocking that. 
as a matter of fact, the fact that you can keep your draws up is a good thing. However, many of you are lying, and you say you're celibate, but if I were to go home and tell uh, a group of small children and look through the drawers in your house, they would be pulling out all sorts of objects going, Mommy, what's this? Or one of them would probably be smart enough to go, Ooh, you nasty. I don't want to touch that. So some of you are having sex with an inanimate object, and you think that's not sex. Well, hey, guess what? If it has something to do with a penis or a vagina, you are having sex. Uh, you know, some of you are not having it with a person, and that's a little weird, but it is still sex. The um, other parts out there, some of us define sex as intercourse and, you know, just old intercourse. So you're having all the oral sex that you can. You ha- you're having so many oral, uh, so much oral sex, you should just have a year subscription to chewing gum and Tic Tacs. And, but the truth is, all sex, ladies and gentlemen, is sex. And for others, you are just, you know, you are a masturbation master. You know how to touch yourself, and within three to five seconds, someone would think you are having a seizure. That is still sex. If you are dating and you're saying to your significant other, you know what, we're not going to go all the way, but we are going to kiss. Uh, You can touch me. Don't touch me down there. I'll touch you down there. Whatever that means to you, guess what? You are still having sex. So now that I've got the eighth grade education uh, out the way about human sexuality, please just admit it, all of us are sexual. Look at everything you see on the television. Every commercial that you see, someone is advertising something. And what makes you look at it? I mean, let's just take beer. You look at beer, you think, oh, man, beer. Let's look at perfume. Uh, You know, even when we now see people selling rental furniture or whatever, Sex is being used to sell it. So we are so two-faced that, and especially men and uh, minority men, we want our daughter and our mother to be viewed as this pristine, perfect, uh, this Madonna, virgin-esque person. When in fact, how do you think you got here? And if you have a daughter, hey, guess what? Sooner or later, your daughter is going to become intimate with someone, at least we hope so, because don't you want her to be loved? So with that said, let's get down to business. Today I said I'm going to give you seven signs that you are ready to say yes. Um, I want to address this first and foremost. Abstinence from sex is not going to get you into heaven. So any of you religious people out there that think, I'm not having sex because God don't want me to. God said be fruitful and multiply. What do you think he was talking about, algebra? However, what he didn't say is go be a slut or a whoremonger and run around and just sleep with people just because you can, just because you're bored, just because you're horny, just because you have nothing else to do. So the first thing is to have sex, you should And and I'm not going to say you have to be, okay? You don't have to be. But it would be better for you if you are in a relationship that has a commitment to it. And here's why, okay? When you have intimacy or sex with someone, 
how can you really enjoy it if your head isn't there? Now, for most immature men especially, we could have sex with a crotch puppet and we will be just fine because we don't know any better. When men are young, we are hormonally driven, and so are women. This isn't just a guy thing. Hormones start speaking and, and being real honest because I'm going to tell my truth. And uh, as you guys know, Dr. D does not lie to you. I keep it real as real can get. So I'm, I'm going to share my truth. My experience with sex and intimacy has been, uh, at the very least, somewhat weird. I have been a man that in my past, if I were not having sex, or, or intimacy at least two or three times a day, I just didn't connect. I mean, being honest, sex became, for me, a source of validation. It became recreation. And back in, if you know, back in the day, brothers were smoking weed and tooting powder, so you add that and a little bit of liquor and two attractive people, all of a sudden now sex has not become this precious, intimate thing, it's become part of a lifestyle. So many of you are having to distinguish where is my sexuality connected? Is it connected to my lifestyle? Is it connected to my belief system? Is it connected to my needs? Is it connected to my wants? Where does sex connect? And why does it connect that way for you? Real simple. You get accustomed to things. We, especially men, we love body parts. Ladies, I know this is going to really disgust some of you, but it is true. We look at your extremities. Some guys, you know, really weird, freaky guys look at feet even. Some brothers are into, I, I, well, I, I'm still tripping out the brothers that's into the feet because I couldn't have to look at some of these claws I see hanging over some of these open-toed shoes. I do not understand that, but I'm going to leave that alone. But some brothers like, you know, uh, me. I, I am a small waist butt man. Other men are boob men. Some men, uh, they just like the fact that you're breathing. You know, but whatever the case may be, we look at these things and we develop an attraction to these body parts. Women, oh, conversely, y'all are no better. So before you start talking about men ain't this and that, girlfriend, let me check you too. Men and women are no different. Women look at chest. You look at muscles. It's so funny. I hear women talking about Boris Kojo's uh, shoulders and Someone else will uh, talk about somebody's six-pack, and someone else will talk about the bulge in some man's pants or what have you. But honesty is the best policy. If you are attracted to those body parts and then you end up, you wind up going into a relationship. Now, how does that play out? Real simple. Number one, how can you be in a relationship when you haven't even defined what you're doing, I mean, truthfully, you cannot be in a relationship until you, you and this other person have set and had an intelligent, sober conversation. Because, you know, like Jamie Foxx says, baby, when you blame it on the alcohol, everybody's in love with you. You know, you, you already know what I'm talking about. You, you know when you, some, of, some drunks get to crying and other drunks get to laughing and other drunks get uninhibited and next thing you know, here goes somebody's panties flying through the air, somebody's off in someone's restroom. The, the truth be told, none of that is reality. 
So step number one in a good sexual relationship is define sexual relationship. Define the reality of sexuality. Define why you are together. This is so simple. In dating anyone, if you think it's a relationship because you had sex, because you went on a couple of dates or you talked to someone on the phone frequently, child, you are setting yourself up for a real mess. And I do mean a heartache and some pain. So first sex rule is define the nature of your relationship. Is this relationship based on commitment? Is it based on uh, convenience? Is it based, based on proximity? Is it, uh, is it just based on reciprocity? And reciprocal relationships that are sexual, uh, I'm not going to knock them because, being honest, we live in 2014. So do people have them? Hell, yes, they have them. And they have them on a frequent basis. So if that works for you, that's cool. Accept things the way that they are and keep it moving because at the end of the day, you're the one that has to live with your relationship, no one else. Here's number two. If you are going to have sex, have you had the discussion about consequences? Now, here's what I mean by consequences. You know, there's this thing called pregnancy. <laughs> uh, they, It can happen. So before getting in the bed and getting caught up in the moment, you might want to think what that moment may produce. So ask, talk to your mate or your friend or your lover or your whatever it is you're having sex with and ask the question, you know, if I conceive, what, what's, the, what's the game plan? You know, are we going to be a family? Are you going to want anything to do with this? Um, ladies, this is really a big one. Can the guy say no and you decide not to go through with the pregnancy? Or if you do go through with it, is there an agreement where you're not going to come after him legally? And I know that sounds so unsexual, but to be honest, it happens. As you get into circumstances with other people, Blindly, without weighing out the consequences, without thinking about, you know, what does this mean right now? Another thing to think about, how much uh, commitment is involved? And this is consequences, because I'm going to talk about commitment later, but the consequences. You know, is this thing one-on-one, or is it being left open to other parties? That is a real conversation because many people think just because someone had sex with them, all of a sudden now this is a committed relationship. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here to tell you, not true, not true at all. There are people that will date you for years and sleep with you, and they have a friend that, and, and I'm going to tell you how this really works. It may not be a friend that they screw on a consistent basis, but it could be, okay, this person shows up in town for a convention, or, you know, you're dating someone that works out of town and what have you, and they got somebody that, that they mess around with at work. 
they have someone that, you know, they don't see them all the time, but or sometimes baby mama, baby daddy things where, you know, mama and baby mama and baby daddy still cool. And they're not in a relationship, but every now and then, you know, they get to having a what I call a Kodak moment where it's like, okay, we took the kids out, we did this, we going on vacation uh, as a family, me, you, and, you know, the kids, and things happen. So you need to ask the hard questions. You know, is this a one-on-one thing? Is this mean that, um, you know, no one else can do what we do? Or come to an agreement that about what is acceptable. Ask yourself, in this consequence arena, pregnancy, the structure of a relationship, that stuff matters because I'm here to tell you, if you don't have that conversation, you talk about having your feelings hurt, man, you, that, that is just a huge nightmare and it's one that can be avoided. Now, here's number three. You would think that some, that when you have sex with someone, that it is just supposed to be uh, sex. Well, let me give you a hint, folks. There is no common definition for sex. It's not. There's no such thing. What is sex to one person is nothing to another. I'll give an example of this. I remember being in uh, Atlanta a few years ago, and a friend of mine was talking to me and said, man, I've got this chick I've been dating, and she says she's celibate. So I'm like, okay, well, man. He said, dude, she gave me a pardon. I've told you guys this show is for adults today, so if your kid is still in the room, send them out right now because I'm going to use some terms that your, that your child will be talking about, Mama, what that mean, and they, you're going to be looking real strange, okay? Get them out. Are they gone? Yeah, tell them G.I. Joe is in there. Go do whatever. Talk to Barney. Okay, here we go. So the guy says to me, he says, dude, this woman is celibate, but she gave me a blowjob last night that was out of this world. And I'm like, little Miss, uh, you know, little Miss Religion has got, you know, a Bible study, church on Sunday, Jesus this, Jesus that, and she's acting like she took a course in this. She was so good at it. I'm confused. Okay. You need to define what are your fetishes. There are people that before you start saying, yeah, let's get intimate, let's do this thing, what is, what is their fetish? For some people, they may say something that you're going to be like, hey, Lord, have mercy, it's on, child, man, you like the same thing. You know, you went from zero to hero, let's do this. And then there are going to be some people that are going to talk to you and I remember this on Single Ladies the other week. I was laughing so hard when um, one of those girls was talking to this guy, and she thought she had met this perfect man, and then he said he was into S&M. And what, what that is is bondage, you know, where you put the leather mask over your face and zip it up so you can't holler and, yes, mistress, and lick my boot, that kind of stuff. So ask someone, what are your fetishes? And fetishes can range from anything to, I mean, they can be as extreme as someone wanting you to put a diaper on them. I saw that on Jerry Springer. So if, that, if you meet somebody like that, 
you know, just take them to church with you a few times. Hopefully, you know, some can help them because their theirs is it's crazy. But but the truth is, there are all sorts of fetishes out there. It ranges from everything to all sex is very common. But where some people want you to put your mouth is a very different. So you might want to ask, okay, what is what what is oral sex to you? And do you like giving it, and do you, or do you like receiving it? And anal sex, which is something else, is very common, but you might want to educate yourself on it and see if that's something one that you can do and do it in a hygienic way and do it safely, or if that's something you down with. Another thing you might want to ask someone is, do they like introducing toys into the bedroom, and if so. What does that mean? What kind of toy? Because, fellas, some women may say they like introducing toys, and they may not be talking about putting something in her but in you. So, you know, like I say, trick or treat. Don't be surprised when you get out the bag. You didn't ask, right? The other thing is ask them, why uh, why is it a turn-on? What is it about this that, you know, some – I remember years ago this woman told me she wanted me to come over her house. She was going to leave the door unlocked, and she wanted me to come upstairs and just take it. And first thing went through my mind is, hell no, I'm black. You are not going to have the police tasing me. Hell no. So, you know, make sure that whatever some of these things are that are being presented to you um, aren't threatening to your well-being or threatening to you psychologically and emotionally. There are lots of things that, especially I've seen women attempt to do to please a man, and it's nowhere near on that woman's list of I'm comfortable, like being in a threesome. Because let me give you a hint, okay? I have seen these things go very backwards where a woman will have never slept with another woman and she'll do it for her boyfriend and all of a sudden she opens up this Pandora's box and she's like, you know what, I like the way women feel. I like the way that made me feel. So now what started out being your little fetish is your hot mess. So really have a detailed discussion about what are your fetishes, why do you like them, And be very honest and open in this discussion because you may find out that someone wants to tie you up and, you know, and put and who knows, you know, tell you to put on a chicken suit and roll you in some flour and 11 herbs and spices while they put on a, a Nashville bow tie and act like Colonel Sanders, but there's some weird people out here. So fetishes. So the first three things define the relationship. Look at the consequences. Number four, look at the, I mean, number three, look at the fetishes. Now, number four, and this is that word I said just prior, commitment. Do not believe that because you are having sex with someone, it infers that you have a commitment because you do not. Commitment is never connected to sexuality. And this is not, you know, if I were to be a gender freak and just say that applies to men, no, boo, it does not apply only to men. It applies to, um, it applies to men and women. There are times when both genders will take commitment for granted when it has been implied, but it is not being imposed. Ask the person you're dating, 
And, and before you ask a question, define where you are with it. Say to them and say to yourself, here's, here's where I am. This is really how I'm feeling. This is what this means to me. So before you share your body, your heart and your soul and your mind with someone else, be sure that the both of you are on the same page. Because if you do not do that, and you don't do it exactly like I'm telling you, you know, it's one thing to define the relationship, and then it's another thing to define commitment within the relationship. I was talking to an, uh, a good friend of mine the other day, and she said, D, I tell men right up front, you know, if we're dating, we're dating. If we get a chance to get together and we can have some fun, it works for me but I am going to see other people. Now, if you and I are going to step that up from being like that, we need to talk about it and we need to define what that means. So, ladies, I am just going to beat that dead horse for you. Please define what relationship means to you because if you don't, you are going to have hell to pay. And I do mean, dear one, hell to pay when this thing flies south. Anyway, here's what we're going to do. I have a, a friend, King Malakata of Atlanta, Georgia. He and Tony Terry are doing some phenomenal music. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to play one a song that's coming out very soon. It's called Your Love by King Malachi, and it is it's the bomb. We're going to listen to that, and we're going to come back with the other three things that tell you when to say yes to sex. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and we will be right back. Baby, you Of a woman that is my cocaine. High body sometimes, but it's not a drug. It's just the way that I feel when you're giving me love. Drink you in a cell phone cup. Everything slowed down, but I'm not screwed up. Heal up, wheel up, bring it back, come rewind. We need to make love, baby, one more time. Pray for the day that you say I do. Why lie to my homie when I do need you? So smooth, me so rude. When I first met you, speak game at you. King Malachi, at that time wasn't in my right mind, had a nigga mind state, whole nother name but you still saw beauty, making up a king, doing my duty, rock movies in due time, the pleasure's all mine, I wanna see you draped in jewels, keep your tailored like Amber Rose, one day you're gonna see us in that drop top rose, I expose a few of my goals cause you really touched my soul, baby Becky. 
She was beautiful and usual and super sexy But it ended broken hearted faster than it ever started I still love her to this day if she would only let me Yes, we were the best of friends, whatever happened I am asking you this now to see some hour if I could rekindle the passion But you sit and laughing I never took the action or the time to realize that I was just too busy rapping And I am sorry, I wish I could say goodbye The only woman in my life beside my mom that made me cry I broke it off with you around the time that Oprah died But every time I think of you, it's me that dies the most inside Oh well Man, guess that's how it goes When you trade in your woman to mess around with these hoes Hacking self is overzealous in your heart it froze But baby, it seems that your love's the only one I'll ever know You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and we're back. Today's discussion is a deep one. We're talking about when is it time to say yes. You know, as, um, as many of us endeavor intimacy and we endeavor sexuality, it becomes a very confusing set of circumstances for many of us because we just don't know when is the right time to allow ourselves to open up, to let someone in, to let someone else understand that, you know, maybe, just maybe, this is the right time. The unfortunate part of making an inappropriate decision in this area is you cannot unstrike a match. I mean, literally, you just can't unstrike a match. You find yourself in a situation from that point forward where you are asking the question, you know, is this, what have I done? What have I gotten myself into? Have I pushed a button that I can't uh, unstrike? Have I done something that um, is going to cause someone that I really think might be the right guy, that might be the right woman to just walk away from me? Well, truth truth be be told to you, it, sex is not an easy decision. As a matter of fact, it is a decision that if you make the wrong decision, not only can you find yourself in the middle of a situation that you cannot undo. I mean, you will not be able to go backwards in life and unstrike this match. You just cannot do it. So with that said, let's stop and, t- and take this conversation a step further. There are things that we get into that will really give you some answers to these questions that many of us don't know to ask. And, and, here, and here's why I'm saying this. As we explore the side of ourselves that is, uh, that is very prone to being taken down because we have not thought things out, we have not paid attention to what is my sexual attitude. What, what is my being? Well, I'm going to condense some things, and this is some stuff to think about, okay? doesn't have to be the case. Many people give a green light to sex when, once they know they are in, in an exclusive relationship, right? 
Now, the key word here is no, not assume, not guess, not hope. But you need to know that. Well, why does exclusivity make a difference to you? And that's a real question you need to ask yourself. And perhaps people feel they can let loose in a secure relationship. However, I'm here to tell you that most relationships aren't as secure as you assume. So you really want to take responsibility emotionally and psychologically and ask yourself, if before I sleep with this person, am I in a place mentally, emotionally, psychologically, am I fit, am I really ready to deal with the consequences of knowing that this person may not end up being the completion of my fantasy. And the reason I push that button and I'm push prodding you on that so hard is people come to my office and the one, there are a couple of things that come with being the top person in your game. You know, LeBron is the top in basketball, you know, uh, football, you have guys at the top of their game. I'm at the top in my game. What gets to me more than anything is if I'm supposed to be the best guy at what I do, and I do all these tests and all of this work to help someone become healthy and whole, which 95% of the time, uh, thank God, we reach that goal with my clients. But what hurts me is when people have false impressions about themselves and especially about their relationships with other people. So I really want to underline, make sure that before you get intimate, and this isn't even on my list, that just popped into my head, that you have determined that after you are intimate with this person, if it does not work out, it's okay. Okay, that's a big one. Now, here are some things that I feel uh, help mature adults understand the beauty and value of sexuality. When someone makes you feel understood, and and this is two things. I, I had a guy to me and said, you know what, dude, um, and this is a man talking to me. He says, I've been going out with this girl for a while. I was on the fence. I don't know what, what would it, you know, we should do this thing or not. And he said, but one thing I really know, man, is um, I get her, but I don't think she gets me. Okay? That's a red flag. You need to feel understood by someone before you become intimate with them, because I'm going to tell you like this. You don't even have to have a commitment. I know doggone well I am not going to make a commitment to anybody until I've dated them a year, and here's why. It doesn't mean I want to go out and sleep with other people. It doesn't mean that I want, uh, you know, I'm an ex-hoe. I'm not a current hoe. I don't even, I'm not even a part-time hoe no more. But when I was that guy, um, I would say that just out of selfishness. But see, now what I understand is that circumstances, situations, pressure, Change people. And before you can really be intimate with someone, you need to feel understood. They need to understand your nuances. They need to know if you have shot nerves, if you can have a temper, if you don't manage money well, if you're fine when things are – and now here's what's weird. 
I've seen relationships where both people are struggling, right? And long as they're struggling, they get along, but let one of them go finish college and let one of them start making a little money and the other one starts becoming resentful because they don't feel needed. They don't feel like, um, you know, there's a connection there. So that, that uh, fifth thing is do you really feel understood? That is huge, okay? Now, here's something else, and, and this isn't on my list. It's not on my list, but in my opinion, if you can't laugh and talk and have fun with somebody, keep your doggone draws up. Do not let your panties hit the floor, ladies, because I don't care how fine that dude is. Or well, I ain't. Never, I'm not gonna be with no dude. But you know, I'm talking y'all's talk. Or for, for we men out there, I don't care how fine that woman is. If you cannot laugh and talk about anything, and, and I mean like, uh, if you could have more conversation with a cab driver in New York than you can have with your person or the, your significant other. That's another thing where I would be like, you know what, I don't care how good she can do whatever that makes your toes curl or how fine she looks or how fine he is. If you don't have chemistry, sex is not going to take you where you think it's going to take you. And I've known people that all they have in common is the bedroom. I am here to tell you, sex is is not and is all that it's cracked up to be. On one level, having sex releases endorphins in the brain. It lowers uh, catecholamine levels. It lowers cortisol levels. Sex is the next best thing to slice bread, okay? However, it is not. Hear me, people. It is not going to cause you to have a good relationship. Will it make the relationship better? Yeah, but being able to laugh, being able to talk, being able to have some quality time, being able to be broke and still be happy, being able to have all the resources at your disposal, but the things you do are the things money can't buy, all of those things are what you need to pay attention to as it relates to intimacy. You know, let's break the word down, intimacy intimacy, it is mandatory that you understand the need and the benefit from having a genuine, authentic, intimate relationship. Now, here's on my next list, okay? This thing here is um, getting comfortable bearing it all. Can Are you secure enough and how you feel about everything, including you, can you bear it all? And I'm not talking about uh, pulling your clothes off. Most people, if you can still look down and see your pubic hair, don't have a problem with being intimate in front of someone, I mean being nude in front of someone. It's not a big deal, especially for some of you exhibitionists out there. But the question is, do you feel comfortable bearing it all? And not just your clothes. Can you be transparent about how you're doing? Can you admit you're broke? Can you admit that you're worried about your kids? Can you admit that you're not happy? Can you admit that 
there are things about you you don't even like. But you got to feel comfortable bearing it all, okay? Now, there are some people that say these things matter, so I'm going to put this on my list. There should be a magic. And this is number seven, right? There should be a magic that you feel when you're around this person, and you should not have to work for it. When you can look this, look at this person and look them in the eye and something is special there, when you hear their voice, something makes you feel really good. And I'm not talking about because they call saying they're going to loan you some money. I, you know what I'm saying? I got your car note. I, I, hell no. You know, I ain't, I'm not talking about Mr. First and Mr. Fifteenth and all. I'm not talking about that. I really do mean that there is a connection between the two of you that when you just touch and hold hands, when you talk and the time just flies by and you look up and you've been on the phone for over an hour. Now, now let, let's get this right. Some of y'all, y'all meet at somebody every other day and you feel that way about them. I am not talking about that immature mess you're doing. I'm talking about when a relationship has developed a rapport that has some time stamp up under it. You know, when you've known this person for six months, a year, and I'm not saying, I am not telling you that it takes six months to a year to really know that you're feeling somebody. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be real honest, and I know all my church folks, I'm fixing to lose y'all with this one. They're going to be, oh, Lord, no, he didn't. My baby's listening to you. Why would you say that? But I'm going to be honest. I, When I was married, you know, I've been married twice. So the first time I got married, my ex-wife was one of these Bible-thumping women, and she's like, I'm not having sex till we get married. Well, truth be told, that I wasn't the kind of dude that was going to work for it, and it didn't work. So months went by, though. Months literally went by, maybe three or four. So we finally were intimate. And I'm like, I waited three months for this. And, and I mean, this was a beautiful woman with a banging body, but sex was boring as hell. It wasn't fun. And I'm like, okay, what the hell? What have I gotten myself into? Now, I'm going to give you some contrast. Then, years ago, you know, I don't date this woman anymore, but years ago, a woman that at that time in my life, and I'm going to tell you, folks, I'm not revisiting something, so don't you do it thinking, oh, man, you know, that's not what I'm doing. I'm using this only as an illustration. I dated someone that was one of the classiest most beautiful women I have ever met in my life. And to this day, we're still pretty cool. We're good friends. You know, no romantic stuff, but we're still very good friends. And I met this woman, saw her on the nightclub at that time, saw her, went in. I saw, I said, I got plans for you. And next week, she came back to my club a couple of times. We went out that night. We had sex that same night. And I dated that woman for years and it, we never had trust issues. We never had uh, sex was off the chain. Great relationships. I know. I know what some of you ladies are going with, Doctor D. Why didn't you marry her? Real simple. I just didn't want to be married. You know, it wasn't my thing. Uh, but 
she was like just the sweetest person and a wonderful relationship, and neither of us regretted it. So the point I am making is waiting does not mean that it's going to be any better for you. So for some of you church folk, well, you know the Lord said, Lord ain't told you that fornication is when you have sex in order to do something bewitching, when you do it for money, when you do it to manipulate someone. So study what fornication, and it is attached to having marriage by some religious definitions. But that is really what fornication is. So when you have sex, you need to stop and ask yourself, have I covered my bases? And I'm going to do a quick run through of these things and the things that I feel that you should uh, really ferret out. Define that relationship, period. Are you committed? Is this because we are neighbors and I don't know anybody here? Is it because we work and we're out of town, so, you know, we do this while we're on these jobs, and when we get back home, you do what you do, I do what you know. And I'm not saying there's anything good about that, and I'm not saying there's anything bad about that, but I am going to warn you, everything, folks, sexually comes with consequences, which brings me to number two. Discuss pregnancy. What if you get pregnant? Discuss, is this a one-on-one situation? Discuss, you know, what are your expectations once this goes down? You know, does that mean now that we've opened the sex door, does that mean that if you ask me for something, I should give it to you? And I'm serious as hell. Some people feel that if you have sex and they need uh, some money to pay. And I'm not saying you're tricking, so I know some of y'all, stop it. Just don't be that tacky. But for some people, there are consequences behind sleeping with folks that range from a baby to, uh, you know, okay, well, you know, I, I got somebody else, and they need to be in the bed with us sometimes. I mean, you know, ask consequences. Ladies, if you live in Atlanta, you might want to ask the dude, is he bisexual? or if you live in Washington, D.C., or Houston, or L.A., or Florida, you need to ask people, you know, have you had sex with someone of the same sex before? And are you still doing it? So know the consequences. Number three was fetishes. Most people become sexually attracted to you based on how you built, how you look, what's going, you know, especially men. I, we we are some nipple-watching, butt-watching. Like I said, some of these weird brothers are off in the feet. I mean, just, we, you know, make sure that whatever fetish this person has, you're down with it. You know, for some women, that fetish is, I want you to kiss me a lot. Okay, well, most men, you know, this is so sad. Men will kiss a woman when we first meet you, but after that, you, we pretty much ain't going to do it. So if that's a big deal, you need to say that. And if you want somebody to kiss you, don't be eating no chili cheese fries and want nobody to kiss you and no popcorn and no chitlins and pig feet and all that. That's nasty. Brush your teeth and, and gargle, man, or whatever you do. But, you know, whatever that fetish is, handle your business. Make sure that you... Don't get up in the morning with your breath smelling like muffler smoke wanting to kiss nobody. Don't do that. The other thing is talk about commitment. Ask, are we really committed? And if we're not cool, 
But let's be upfront about it, people. Don't go having sex with somebody without declaring a commitment. And I'm going to tell you this, ladies and men, hear this. Just because someone doesn't get committed to you doesn't mean they're not committed to themselves. There are lots of people like me that won't go put labels on relationships because they're mature enough to give it time because they want to see. How do you act when your butt gets bad? How do you act when, uh, when things are going the wrong way? How do you act when consequences actually speak against circumstances? Then what have you got? You need to ask those questions about commitment. Now, here's what I threw in. Before you get into a relationship with somebody, and again, this isn't on my list, but it doggone sure might want to be on yours, make sure, make sure that you have decided that if you are not the only one, or even if you are, can you handle this relationship not lasting? Because if it doesn't, you don't need to be running around here looking like little black sambo and nobody wondering why your relationship or this person left you. Now you over in the corner crying like, you know, you lost your dog on mind. Make sure that you have become comfortable with the fact, because I guarantee you, even if you married a dude, one of y'all are going to die. You married this woman, she's going to die. One of y'all are going to die. All relationships end in life or in death, but all relationships end. But I'm talking about if the person, uh, especially for those of you that are college students, when school is out, this dude or this chick may be ready to go to China, to go to Japan, go to Europe, you know, for their career. So don't go pegging your hopes that because you had sex with this person that now, you know, that this is, that did it. It's a deal. No, it ain't a deal. It's a situation and it's a set of circumstances. The other thing that I said is, you know, make sure that if you are looking for something long-term, you've looked at this situation and you found other things that you feel good about. Because that is my list, you know. Big thing, and, and I will make this number uh, five, but, but the biggest thing is can you laugh with this person? Can you talk? Do you have a good time together? Do you enjoy each other's company? Are y'all really cool? If you, weren't, if you didn't sleep with them, would you still enjoy their company? If you couldn't hit it, dude, would you still like being around her? Do you re- – oh, man, I don't know why I didn't say this earlier. Do you respect them? Do they respect you? Or is this happening just because you think each other's cute, just because you – because I guarantee you, there are people that you can get in the bed and get down with, I mean drill it down to the ground with, you don't – you get out the bed, you don't even like them, you don't trust them. So it's far more important that you actually like somebody than love them sometimes because at the end of the day, love ain't going to be enough. But like, that always gets you through. Now, here's the next thing. Bearing off. And I'm not talking about taking yourself out and going, wow, <laughs> you got no raincoat and you ain't got on no drawers. You dig? It would that for a woman in some high heel shoes. That may be sexy, but for a dude... Uh, we really need to talk, but 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 make sure you have your clothes on or wear a damn raincoat. But but the truth is, can you bear it all? Can you be who you really are not 
in front of this person? Can you sit and and tell them, you know, I'm having a, I'm not having a bad day. Hell, I'm having a bad few months. No, I don't like my mama. Hell, your kids get on my damn nerves. Can you really bear it all? Because if you can't bear it all, you might not want to be bare in front of them. You know, can you bear it all? And this other thing, which is very important, is where is the comfort zone? You know, are you comfortable? You know, are you really comfortable in every way around this person? Now, I'm going to get to this last thing, and this is that intangible stuff, but it is the fiesta resistance of this thing. I mean, it it is the big deal. It, it's the cumulative knockout punch for knowing when to be intimate. Just when you're around this person, does time stand still? And I'm not talking about some of you crazy folk that's on Match.com and eHarmony and whatever it is you own, where every time you got mail or you get a note, oh, hell, this is the new love of your life. You need Jesus. You need to talk to me. You know, we need to sit do some time. And, we'll, and matter of fact, you can win some of that free. We'll talk about that in a minute. But do you really feel connection when you talk to Think about when you hear this person's voice, when you get a text message, can can they just reach across the table and touch your hand and something just feels really right? Are they totally transparent? Can you be authentically you around them? Can you open up? Can you feel like you're talking to an old friend, to your best friend and yourself? If that is the case, it's probably time to say yes. Now, one other thing before you say yes, go to D. Yvonne Young, D-I-V-A-N Young on Facebook and enter the contest. You know, you're coming down. The contest will be over in a couple of weeks. $5,000 worth of coaching and prizes is going to be awarded. Uh, there's going to be a couple's uh, session, five weeks, diagnostics included, for you, or you can give this away. Give it to somebody that you know is getting married. You can, um, you know, use it for yourself. You, that, you know, the thing only you've got all until the end of the year to use it, so you don't have to rush. You know, you could just be like, I want. I'm not going to use it right now. But if me and this fool don't work out, I'm going to use it before I get in my next relationship, or I just got a new relationship. So that's number one. Number two. If you're trying to figure out your life and get you together before you get in a relationship with somebody else, if your dog is running away from you rather than to you when you get home, that may be a sign. Or if you see a vulture making circles over your head, that probably means your life kind of sucks or something like that. You know, you can win that and get back on track and get the sound, the guidance that you need. Next thing. These webinar things, we are going to be doing a lot of these life class type webinars, and you do not want to miss it. I talked to a sister today that has a phenomenal group for couples and helping to get relationships started and get them on track. And if you're already in one, you can make it better. But, you know, that's going to be on my website, and I'll talk about more about that in my next show. As a matter of fact, I'll probably have them on as a guest. Uh, same thing with black women who want more. You know, we're going to do a lot of these webinars, and they cost to attend. They're like 125 bucks. some of them, 200 some others. But you can be free, front row center, and have that interaction. 
And then we got the self-help package where you get Break Up, Don't Break Down, my best-selling book, Another Chance, which is compared to the secret and conversations with God and purpose-driven life and the Time to Chill MP3 or Meditation CD. You need this stuff because then you can help yourself. When you meet someone else, you won't have that baggage anymore. And you can start your life over and get it right this time. And, you know, but there's a plethora of other prizes, even some MasterCard and Visa uh, gift cards. So you can go buy you a new pair of socks and some soap or whatever it is you need to do. Go get your hair done, get a haircut, look like somebody. But you can have your life back because that's why we are here. My program, the books, my practice, even the Facebook pages, all of this content that we create, electronic and otherwise, is really created to help you live a profoundly extraordinary life. So with that said, you know, that brings us almost to a wrap. Here's what I want you to do. Make sure you do that. And before you get into another relationship with anybody, think about what is going on with you. Think about what is it that you're bringing to the table and why are you bringing it there? Is there, um, is there even a reason to go ahead and take this relationship any further? And if there is a reason, get, the, get a foundation this time. Don't just start out there throwing things together and throwing stuff against the wall to see what will work. Anyway, I will be talking to you Sunday night, 7.30 p.m., Central Standard Time, 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific, and we will be getting more into things that are going to change your life this entire month. It's all about you here on Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. With that said, I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Have a great day, a great weekend, and I'll talk to you on Sunday. Bye now. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.